0: Hey, uh, welcome. I get to do uh, what I don't do very often. I get to bring God's word to you. I'm excited today. Dwayne gave me the title. It's called Bema the of Christ Judgment. Uh, Man, let me give you a little inkling of what Bema means. Bema is where they handed out the judgment or handed out the reward for the people in Corinth, okay? They kind of had like Olympics sometimes. And they where they handed out their wreaths uh, that they put in their head. And uh, that type of stuff around their head. And uh, man, it was an important time. But Paul was ministering to a church in Corinth. And uh, that was a very familiar place in Corinth. Corinth was a great big town. And everybody knew about the Bema Seat. Everybody knew about the place they handed out rewards. So Paul uses that as uh kind of like uh giving us uh looking forward to this judgment's going to happen okay this judgment's going to take place when his church is raptured out okay his church is going to be coming out of this world okay he's going to come and get us and he he says that when he does we're going to face judgment and Paul does a good job in 2 Corinthians and 1 Corinthians giving us a little bit of what this is going to be like. And I want to dissect scripture today to kind of give you uh, anticipation of what's going to happen, okay? But I want you to know we're closer than ever for the second coming, okay? We are. I've been watching TV and I was seeing uh, some people out there and they're known as Cub fans. And... <laughs> Jesus said, for the Cubs, not to win a World Series until I come back, okay? So we are getting close to, uh, man, the rapture happening and him coming back. I just had to throw that in for Rod back there in the back row make sure he's paying attention. But uh, I got some kids that are going to read some scripture. Before they do, I'd like to have them come on up. And uh, let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Tell me, Father. Your servant today, man, just needs uh, to let you have this sermon, to let you do with it what you will. And tell me, Father, these aren't my rewards, but I'm still striving to be the servant I'm called to be. Help these people to see the life I live. Help my wife and children to see that dear my Father, I just pray that you would just do a work inside your church today. Man, the times are getting worse. We're looking forward for your coming. And dear my Father, help us to be ready. Help us not to fear. Man, you say that so many times in the Bible. Help us to rely on you for our strength. To rely on you to be our Redeemer. And dear my father, I just want you to be ever present in this service today. Give me the words I need to say out of your word. Give these kids that read the scriptures just clarity to read these scriptures, dear my father, and help them come to life today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. I'm going to have Trey read his first. He's got 1 Corinthians, and he's going to be in chapter 3. Well, hold on, Trey. I've got the wrong one, man. The wrong Wrong Shh, don't tell it right. <laughs> All right, yeah, you got it. Three, 1 through 23.
1: 1 through 18. Yeah, here we go. Brothers, I cannot address you as spiritual but as worldly, m- mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you are not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere men? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere men? What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God, who makes things grow. The man who plants and the man who waters have no purpose, and each will be rewarded according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. By the grace of God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation, using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss himself will be saved, but only as one, yeah, only as one escaping through the flames. Do you not? <clears throat> oh, that's good. Good. Alright, Mackenzie, you got Second
0: Corinthians 5, 1 through 10, please.
2: For we know, for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, dead with our
0: They did a good job reading. Let me give my hand. So I'm going to start out in 2 Corinthians 5. And I'm going to go down to verse 9. Paul talks a lot about being a tent, getting this body, uh, this heavenly body. Hey, are you looking forward to the time of rapture? When we can get out of this sinful body, and I don't know exactly, but man, we'll be able to do so much more for him because I will not have the sinful desire to do the things I don't want to do, like Paul talked about, okay? Paul was a tent maker. He gave a great illustration here. He said, my body's like a tent. I went camping a lot. My dad had a tent we always had to put up. But man, the more times you put that thing up, the more times you put it up, it started to get rips. In the screen, in the side. And you know what happens when you sleep in a tent full of rips? The mosquitoes. They're not as big as Alaska mosquitoes, but they come in. And they get you while you're sleeping. Okay? And this body's going to wear out, folks. This body's going to deteriorate. But Paul's looking forward to a time when he says, hey, I get to be exactly what he intended me to be. And I get to glorify him in this new body, okay? So this new body is going to take place. And I'm excited for that, okay? I'm excited just for, man, no more pains, no more sorrows. This is going to be a great thing, okay? Okay? But then he gives a little bit more in verse 9. I want you to kind of, I want to just kind of dissect here. This is a lot of scripture today, but I'm going to camp out here just a little bit. It says, therefore, we also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. All right? So, our ambition. Ambition kind of gets in the way a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, let me give you a word study. Ambition. Ambo. It kind of means to go both ways. Have you ever seen a person that's so ambitious they miss something? They upset the car? Well, let me tell you, a politician is really ambitious to get to office. Okay? And in his ambition he will promise this, he will promise that. But when he gets there it's neither this That. Okay? But Paul's not that way. But he does use the word ambition here. Paul is of one heart, guys. He has one purpose, one great purpose, and that's to glorify God. It says in Romans, he aspires to preach the gospel. Oh, you guys are going, what is the gospel? Youth, what is the gospel? Michaela, what is the gospel today? We study it all the time, don't we? Gospel is G, what is that? God created me for a relationship with Him. That is the most best thing I could do, is to have a relationship with Him. That gives me joy. That gives Him joy. That relationship. We had it once upon a time. In the place, the garden. Okay? But whoa. Oh, what happened? Oh, man. Oh, is our sins separated us from that relationship. Okay? They came and just blew it up. Okay? He kicked us out of the garden. That relationship was severed. And we were kicked out of the garden. And then, sins... The S in gospel. Sins can't be overcome by being good. Man, we are real good at a work salvation, aren't we? We are real good at that. But until it comes time to do it. You saw the Pharisees. Paul was the chief Pharisee. Paul knew the rules. He kept the rules. He even went so far as getting rid of Christians. Because that really wasn't the Messiah. He's a blasphemy. Alright? He got rid of it. Alright? And that's Paul. So our sins can't be overcome by being good. P, Boys, P, Paying the price. Christ died. And then he just stayed dead. He arose again. Thank the Lord. If he just stayed dead, that would be just like anybody else. He conquered death. And then he, everyone who believes and trusts have eternal life. And life eternal starts now and lasts forever. Let me give you a little background here. Paul was so much about that. Let me give you this little thing here. In the bottom part of this verse, in uh, chapter 5, verse 21. All right, let's start with 20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as through God. You are made to appear through us. We beg you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made Him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. You see, it's not what I do, folks. It's on who is in here. Who's in here is God, Jesus, okay? He reconciled me. He replaced that. He gave me a brand new life. I don't need to be like the world. I need to be more like Him. Paul's trying to live that out daily, okay? And I am an ambassador. What is an ambassador? Somebody goes to a foreign place and represents... The person we're supposed to represent. Hey, we got an ambassador today in Africa, don't we? Hey, Brother Dwayne. Hey, we got an ambassador right here in Harrisburg. You guys. We got an ambassador at work, at school. It's us. Hey, God did that in us so we can be his ambassadors. That we can help reconcile others to this good, good works, okay? To this good life. To this promise. Okay? So Paul is very motivated. He says my ambition. He also says whether I'm in here or absent. So it tells me whether I'm here on earth or I'm up in heaven, I'm going to glorify Him with everything I got. I'm going to give Him the praise. I'm going to give Him everything He needs because Without Him, I would be nothing. Do you see that, folks? Without Him, I would be nothing. This world teaches us another thing, doesn't it? It says, man, if I got money, I got everything. If I got friends, I got everything. Wrong. Don't sell out for that. Hey, what you need is Jesus. And He came that you might have life. Okay? This beam of judgment, guys, is for the Christian. It's for the Christ follower. This beam of judgment isn't for the unsaved, it's for the saved. Therefore, we get the church. Okay? The church. This is rewarding of what we've done here in the flesh. Is this something I could stack up and I go, hey, Dave, look at my crown. Look what I did. No, it's not. Because my utmost is for him. He bought me with a price, it says. And I am no longer mine, but I live for him. And guys, in Ephesians it says, he's prepared these good works in advance for me to do. He's given me the Holy Spirit to accomplish that. Therefore, when we're asking for judgment house, when we're asking you to step out on faith, you don't need to go, hey, I've got no experience. Lean on God. Lean on Him to do the work through you. A lot of times I think we miss the boat because it's something we can accomplish in the flesh and not something He can accomplish through the Spirit. Okay? That's what I'm seeing here. It's something that we accomplish in the Spirit. Okay? Because he says, All my righteousness is as filthy rags, a dung pile. I live by a horse stable. Man, in the summertime, it's not a pleasant sight to go by there. Because the guy piles up all the manure right there by the road. If you go down there with your convertible, your top-down, whatever, man, it does it, it stink, okay? But I can think of my righteousness, my works, my satisfaction as that dumb pile. It's not there. The only reason I'm able to accomplish anything in this life is through Jesus Christ and Him living through this body me being able to accomplish that and give him the glory for it. Okay? That's what counts. That's what life's all about. Paul's wanting us not to miss out on that because he says I want you to live a transformed life. Beat this body into submission. Live a transformed life, folks. Romans 12, 1 and 2. This is my act of worship the way I live. Okay? Alright, and then the scripture for today, I can get it in the light here. He said after that for we must all appear before the judgment seat so that each one may give recompense for the deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Okay. I'm going to give an account of what, how I live my life. Of what my life, my motives were in life. Okay? It's not always what I did, but it's kind of like my motives for doing things in life. Okay? you got to remember, God's not going to beat me up at this judgment. Okay? Let me give you proof of that. Turn over to 1 Corinthians. We're going to chapter 3 here. One tray red. You can see why Paul is so torn up. It's kind of like in today's society. I hate to say it, but sometimes, if we really want to get honest with people, and that's really where I want to be today, is we judge one another. Amen? It's a hard amen to say. But until we see that, we have that evil spirit about us. We have that desire in us to say, hey... I'm better. I can do it. Okay? Look at so-and-so. We judge them. Look at that. They can't even get that done. Look at that. They can't even attend church. Okay? Hey, that was the Pharisees. Paul knew all about that kind of life. Did he not? He knew all about keeping rules. He thought he was the best rule keeper there was. Are rules going to get us to heaven? Our rules going to accomplish the desire in our heart to live for Jesus? No. We need to stop. Stop judging. Stop doing that. Because it's, it's not good. All right? It's not got any benefits. We need to, as Paul said, as we look at one another, they need to see Paul planted. All this water, and it's all about Jesus. Okay? It's all about Him. So you see that there. And we're going down. Here it says, According to the grace of God, which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid the foundation, and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he is. Builds on it, for he, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is being laid, which is of Jesus Christ. Now I am the man building on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, and he says wood, hay, and stubble. For each man's work will come evidence. For the day will show that it because it was revealed with fire and the fire itself will test the quality of each one's work. So here he goes, guys. He's saying, hey, the foundation is Jesus. Okay? Peter had it right. He said, who do people say you are? You are the Son of God. You are the Savior. You are the Messiah. That foundation is a cornerstone of what we need to work with here on earth. Okay? As a Christian, we all set Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. What we do with that is what we're building. Okay? I have to trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I am building on that foundation today. Okay? I'm not building with my own hands, like I said. He gives me the Holy Spirit to help me accomplish good works, good things, okay? Through Him, I can do these good things, okay? I try to be a leader in my family, all right? I try to do the right thing. Right now, I know Trent is headed on the right path, all right? Right now, I know Mackenzie's headed on the right path. Right now, I know Tracy's there, okay? That's what I'm responsible for. And I'm responsible for the young people here. I'm responsible for you. And I try to live that out daily. I know Brother Dave does the same. I know Dwayne does the same. Okay? The only way we can do that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And that's the precious stones. That's the precious metal. He says it will be tested by what? Fire. But he says I can deal with wood, hay, and stubble. What happens with wood hay and stubble in a fire? Burns up, turns to nothing. Do you see, guys? Not everything I do in life is a precious metal. Sometimes I build with wood hay and stubble. Sometimes I live my life where it doesn't count for eternity. Sometimes I miss an opportunity to share Christ. Mm. Do you see how that's going to be worthless? Do you see how that's not bringing God glory? It's not going to count for anything. Okay? I hope when the fire gets with the gold, silver, and precious stones, What does it do to gold and silver? Refines. Purifies. But it's there in the end, is it not? Precious stones. Through fire. They'll be there. It'll all be there, folks. And what's left? Saved by fire. We don't lose our salvation, there, guys. God's not judging your salvation. He's judging what you did with His Holy Spirit. Okay. He's judging what you accomplished with your life. Okay. There's going to be those that profess Christ in the last minute. They're probably not going to have a whole lot of stuff there. Okay. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. But that's what my Bible says. Okay. There is another thing here. I see. As I remember? It's that we receive a reward, okay? Do you all remember that parable Jesus tells in Matthew? It's about the parable of the five talents, the parable of the three talents, and the parable of the one talent. Right? When he gives these talents out, he says, go and use them. Go and do. I'll come back and I'll see what you've done. Okay? The guy with five talents did what? Come on, folks. He went out and got five more, didn't he? He did great. The guy with three talents, he went out and got three more. The guy with one talent, but when the master came back, He had what? One talent. Hey, guys. The neat thing at the end, in verse 20, it says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Hey, we're not getting this precious stones and jewels to show off in heaven. What we're going to do is we're going to lay them at his feet as our way of praise and worshiping him for eternity. Okay? That's hard for me to understand, but that's what's going to happen, okay? And I know, through Paul's teaching and through this word, that's going to happen. We sang that song, 10,000 years, and yet we just begun. Man, how we need to lay up in heaven for that reward one day? How we need to be more about that than anything else we're about? Okay? How many times do I, do you, know what's right to me? Because of what? He talks to me. He gives me an inkling in my heart. Hey, I need to go do this. And yet, guys, I'm too busy. It's not going to happen today. I try to teach that to my fans. It's a hard lesson to learn because in this generation, guys, we are so much about what? Sense. The new iPhone 6S is what? It's got a flash for itself. Because it's about me, baby, looking good. Okay? I'm just telling you what society and the world doing. Okay? It's all about me. It's not about That's the reason I love Judgment House. That's the reason I love seeing people come here. That's the reason I did that 16 years ago. It's because I wanted my youth group to have an opportunity to share Christ. Because I knew if I gave them the plan, it wasn't going to get done. That's the reason on faith training and all those other things we go out in the community to share Christ. It doesn't get done unless we do what? Hold each other accountable, folks, Hey, this is a grand opportunity to see Christ move in us, do a work that He's already done, that He's planned events for us to do, and then, if one day, one day, get a reward, because it's not built. Let me tell you what happened while I was studying Scripture this week. <laughs> Dwayne came in two weeks ago and said, Brent, I decided to go to Africa. I need you to be ready to go on Sunday the 11th. I said, oh, no problem, no problem. He said, the one thing is I'm in this series now and I want you to teach on the FEMA seat the being of judgment seat of Christ. I'm going, oh, Lord be you, man. I'll fill in, but do I have to do that? Because I don't feel as comfortable as I would with something else. Because that's not who I am. I don't want to be there and lead these people astray. So I studied extra hard this week. There's tons of scriptures I got on my notepads that I can do for you. But guys, the bottom line is we have to go live it out. I can tell you everywhere in the Bible it says, but I think you already know. Hear my heart today. My heart says, hey, I yearn for you to find out what good works you can do through you. I yearn for you to see how great the Spirit is, how strong the Spirit is to do this good work through you all was the same way. He says, hey, I made you ambassador. Christ has done that because he died on the cross. He gave you the ministry of reconciliation. Guys, you can go out in the community and change somebody's heart for eternity if we will just do it through him that's already done the It's not going to be Brother Brent sitting on the throne. It's not going to be Brother Dave sitting on the throne. It's not going to be Brother Dwayne sitting on the throne. It's going to be Jesus, the one who died, the one who gave you access to eternity. He's going to be the one that sees what happens through the fire, what comes out through all our motives, through what we did. And they are going to be laid a kiss for Guys, don't be surprised when you're at the in the seat of Christ. I don't see it as a beating up time, but I do see it as a time when something can happen where I don't have what I desire to give my Jesus a representation of what I did with his love, with my life here on earth. Because I am a bond slave of He said these crowns will be with us for eternity. They'll be His reward for eternity. Not my reward, but I want to have something to give to the kingdom. Something to give to my Savior. So as we close today, I want you to examine your heart. Paul gives a great description there in 2 Corinthians 9 of his heart's desire of what he wants to do. God. And nothing's getting in his way because he beat this body into submission. He's going everywhere he can to plant on that foundation. Okay? What are we doing? That same Christ that lived in Paul isn't me. It hurts. You know the reason? the truth needs to spur me on to bigger things. Guys, I'm not here to beat you up as Christians. I know guys to me those words are going to be so important we just don't realize so stand with me today I don't know where you're at tonight maybe you just stumbled in here and you say well that doesn't apply to me because I'm not a Christian Hey, there's separation from God and it's going to be a lot worse you might need to come down and ask him to be the Lord and Savior of your life today you can take care of that today if you feel him moving you to that relationship you take care of that today you might be out there and you say hey I'm a Christian but I'm saved for fire insurance I'm saved in word only hey I've examined my heart where it really is. I've examined my reward. What's it gonna be? Good hidden stubble or precious stones?